let's go to Luke chapter 15. And I want to just reflect on the heart of the father and the father's perspective briefly. We're really going to dive in to the oldest son. That's where we're going to hang out today. But before we do, we have to just take note of the father. In Luke chapter 15, verse 12 is when the youngest son, the prodigal son, comes to his father and demands for his inheritance. It says this in Luke chapter 15, verse 12. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he, the father, divided his property between them. Something I see here in this father and his heart towards his son is that the father generously gives to the younger son without question or even hesitation in this moment. Isn't that interesting? Who knows all the conversations they had prior to Luke 15, verse 12, but in this parable, the youngest son demands and the father gives without question or hesitation. Then in Luke chapter 15, verse 20, the prodigal son is returning. He's coming back with his tail between his legs. He has gone out and done all the world has to offer only to find that it leaves him in lack, naturally, spiritually, emotionally. And so this young son makes his way home. In verse 20, this is what we read when the father sees this child approaching. It says, so he, the prodigal, got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, and the father was filled with compassion for him, and he ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. We see a father who is generous, and we see a father running towards this child with excitement and compassion. But this father, when he sees his son, he runs to them. And the only way I can fathom that he would be running with compassion and excitement is because that son coming home is the very thing that that father probably had been praying for. He saw in the natural an answer to what he was praying for in the spiritual. And I just wonder what you've been praying for here this morning. I wonder what you walked into Calvary Church this morning hoping God would do in your life, in your family, in your mind. I wonder those things that you are waiting to see return in your life. I wonder what if God answered that prayer would cause you to run with joy. Where people would say, what are you doing? What are you doing showing them compassion? What are you doing excited that they're returning? And your answer could only be, you don't understand. I have been waiting for this in prayer. The heart of our father. And then we go to verse 22. The son returns. The father's like, hey, let's celebrate. And let's read this. Luke chapter 15, verse 22. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. We see a father who celebrates this son in an extravagant way. A generous father, a father full of compassion, a father who's extravagant 
in his love, in his mercy to the son. Do you know these are the same characteristics of our heavenly father towards us today? He is full of compassion. He is generous in nature. He is extravagant in his love towards you. And I just want to say to you this morning that your God is such a good God. He's not afraid of your thoughts. He's not afraid of your feelings this morning. And if I happen to mention this nature of your heavenly father and it doesn't sit well with you because your story would actually be, I, don't, I would not call him generous right now, Hannah. I, I, I feel disappointed. I would not call him full of compassion right now. I feel fearful with the situation. I would not call God extravagant in love right now. I actually find myself wondering where he's at. That's actually your heart this morning. I want you to know in the house of God, in the presence of God, that's okay. That's okay. God's not afraid of those thoughts or those feelings, but this morning God has an assignment for your heart. And I believe with his goodness and his grace and his mercy, he's going to speak to some things. He's going to realign some things. He's going to fix some things. Is that good news this morning, Calvary? This is the God we serve. He is a good God. The older brother, the older brother, this is where I want to hang out this morning. The celebration is taking place. The prodigal son has returned. The father is celebrating. And the older brother comes into the scene. Verse 25. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fountain calf because he has him back safe and sound. Verse 28, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. Verse 28, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. The celebration angered him. The party angered him. The return of his brother angered him. The celebration of his father angered him. And he refused to go into the house. The brother was not okay. This older brother's heart was not okay. The sound of the music did not excite him. It frustrated him. The joy his father had did not make him happy. That father's joy angered him. Why? Why is this older brother angry, frustrated, mad, refusing to enter into the house? Because his heart wasn't okay. While staying behind with his father while his younger brother was going out acting like a fool. While staying loyal to his father. While being faithful to what he was entrusted with. In that, in those things, loyalty, faithfulness, staying in the field, on mission, working, his heart became not okay. And I wrestled with this word, I got to be honest, but I, I, I thought to the Lord, Lord, I'll say what you want me to say because I know his love for you, Calvary, is so huge and so big and it's so wide. And maybe it's just for one person in this room and one person online this morning, but I got to tell you on behalf of a really good Heavenly Father, someone here today, your heart's not okay. 
Your joy is not okay. And you just thought this was another Sunday. You just thought there was nothing else better to do. Your wife just promised you go out for pizza when it's over, so that's why you're here. You just got yourself here, but actually you're in the house of God where the presence of God is, where the presence of God is. Things can't remain the same, and you're not okay, but good news, because where the presence of God is, things change. That means your heart can change today. You know, sometimes God does things in a process of time. We see that in scripture, don't we? In a process of time. But you know that there's, all, there's also other times where God does things suddenly, suddenly. I don't know about you, but I'm in a season of my faith with the Lord right now. I'm like, God, I can't, I don't have time for a process of time. I need you to move suddenly. And I believe that's what he wants to do in someone's heart here today. We can celebrate that. Come on, let's celebrate the grace and the mercy and the love of God here this morning. I don't know what life has sent your way today, but you could possibly be struggling to come into the house, to come into the next thing that God has for you because your heart might be, I don't know, possibly angry, frustrated, disappointed. This older brother, even in spite of the father's generosity, compassion, and celebration, was angry. His father's love and forgiveness wasn't enough to make his heart okay. And even though the father was full of compassion and forgiveness and excited, it wasn't enough for this older brother. It didn't, it didn't spill over enough to make him okay. And why was he angry? Well, I think he believed his brother didn't deserve that celebration he did. His father was throwing the wrong party. That was his calf. That was his music. That was his Spotify playlist being played in the house. Mm-mm, thief stole. That was their food, his friends. See, I just want to, can I, can I just have permission to say a couple bold things real quick? I just want to know, okay. Anger, frustration, and hope deferred will move from an emotion to a belief if it is not dealt with by the Spirit of God. So we can go from before, have you ever been there? I have, I know this isn't you, this is just me, but I've had these times where I feel angry, I feel frustrated, I feel like my hope has been deferred, and then before I knew it, I don't know when it happened or how it happened, but all of a sudden, I am angry. I am experiencing hope deferred. I am frustrated. Well, whatever that space was from when the feeling came in to it becoming a part of who you are is usually where I did not let the Spirit of God come in and heal, but I'm so grateful that we get to look at that thing called the cross this morning. That's why we're here. We get to look at that thing called the cross. As this worship team was up here this morning, y'all know you're blessed with incredible worship, right? Y'all know that here in Calvary. While this worship team was leading us in worship, I couldn't help but just taking my eyes and looking at that cross and thinking, Jesus, that's what it's about. That's why we're here. That's why we have new mercies every morning. God's not afraid of that space between I feel and I am. That cross is why he did what he did to come into that space between you feel and you are and merge
worship with the holy presence of his his one and only son who hung on that cross for that gap in our life is that good news this morning that oldest brother he created his own atmosphere around him while he stood outside that house and he was unable to experience anything else. That's why when you're fleshing out, you wanna find other people who are fleshing out. I don't want your faith, I don't want your prayer, get away from me. <laughs> oh, you wanna feel bad for me? Yeah, let's talk. I just want you to talk about praying for me, I don't want you praying for me. Hmm. He's just sitting out there steaming, angry, creating his own atmosphere. See, anger, frustration, hope deferred, if we don't let those moments come into the presence of God, it will paralyze us and keep us feeling like we are unable to enter into the next thing God has for us. And we're thinking it's their problem. It's the issue of that house, that father, that brother, that person, that spouse, that child, that friend, that staff member, that pastor. But honey, it's not, it's the issues here that have created an atmosphere around you that have literally paralyzed you and now you're watching from a distance the celebration and you're smelling from a distance the party and you're hearing from a distance the music and you're wondering what's wrong with them. But really what it is is that paralyzing sense of why am I on the outside, not the inside? It's an invitation from the Holy Spirit to look up and open up and let him come in and take what's wrong and make it right. While staying faithful, the older brother got offended. What? What? But I'm faithful. Yeah, but your heart's offended. But I'm faithful. Yeah, but you're gossiping behind the doors. But I'm faithful. Yeah, but you sit there and you're angry and you're judging. I'm faithful. Yeah, but you don't love your neighbor. Faithful, yeah, but you don't love your kids. You're not unfaithful. Are y'all with me here this morning? That's a can I just be honest? That's a hard one for me. That while this older brother was faithful, his heart became not okay. But he got offended. And I think he got offended at his brother because maybe, I don't know, this is Hannah's thoughts. It's not straight from Matthew Henry commentary. It's just straight from my time alone with the Lord. <laughs> and a lot of good caffeine. Yeah, God. But I think, you know, maybe he got offended because maybe at one time him and his brother shared the weight of the responsibility. They were like in it together. They shared the same dedication. They shared the same joy working for their father, but then he left. Maybe he was even offended at his father that, man, if he, maybe he would think in the field at night, if my father just wouldn't have given him the inheritance, he'd still be here. I could have changed him. I could have talked to him. I could have changed his mind. 
And you know what? Can I just say, it's hard when someone you love stops journeying in God with you like they once did. When you're, maybe you're here this morning, but that person two years ago that used to sit right next to you in church, they're not here today. Or that person you used to be in your small group and you'd pray together, they're not there. Or that child who used to come to the house of God with you, they're not walking in today. Or I don't know what the situation is, but I know it hurts. And I know that can happen in the midst of faithfulness. And sometimes you can find yourself offended in your heart, not okay in the midst of that faithfulness. And I find I'm able to expose it when I realize that I've lost that sense of awe and wonder in serving God. When it becomes about duty in the field and the work, that's really what this brother was doing. He was angry. Because he's been there and he's been working and he's been in the field and you're throwing a party for him. See, these emotions, if left unaddressed without the healing touch of the presence of God, can become the very things that are a weapon against the new thing God has for you in 2022. On behalf of the heart of God, I want to say to you this morning to someone I don't know where your heart is, but you do. And you serve a really good heavenly father who knows. He's not afraid of where your heart's at today, but he, be, he would love to be given the opportunity to heal it, to talk to you about it, to maybe tweak it a little bit, put it in a new direction, because there are good things in front of you this year. Your God's not done. Is that good news for someone here this morning? This story is not done. The enemy's been telling you it's done. The enemy's been telling you, put a period at the end of that sentence and close the book. And I'm here to tell you this morning, whoo, don't you take that bait. Don't you take that bait. Don't you take that bait. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That's called a comma, honey. And you keep that book open because the hand of God is not done writing someone's story here this morning. So what do we do with this, Hannah? Wow, okay, my heart's not okay. Thanks, that's a real encouraging word. <laughs> Happy I came to church today. Oh. <laughs> well, what do we do with that word? Whew. We do what the older brother got to do with the father. Look at this. Oh, this is so good. So the father comes out of the house in verse 28, and it says this. So his father went out and pleaded with the oldest son to come in. I just want you to know that this morning, that wherever your heart is this morning, God's not just standing there saying, prove it. Show me that you're ready. Show me that you're ready for my forgiveness. Prove to me that you're never going to do this again. No, that is not the heart of our God. I believe the heart of God is pleading with someone this morning. Give me your heart. Give me what you're going through. Give me a chance to keep writing this story. Because the same mercy that the father showed the prodigal son, we begin to see him showing the oldest brother. Isn't that incredible? And now here's my favorite verse. Look what the father says. Verse 31. This is for us today. Verse 31 is our scripture for our breakthrough, for our heart this morning. My son, the father said, You are always with me. 
Oh, here it is. Get ready. And everything I have is yours. Period. You are always with me. Not when you get it right. Not when you get it back together. Not when you change your heart and your attitude. No, right now, son, you are always with me. And right now, in your mess, as you're standing outside of this house, watching from a distance, son, because my love for you is so big, because my love for you is so great, everything I have is yours now. Everything I have, you have access to right now. There's not just just enough and I'm giving it all to him. I have so much more. I have so much more and everything I have is yours. Is that good news for someone who's here in the house of God this morning? That your God is always with you and everything he has is yours. This is an invitation for us this morning, Calvary, to move from maybe stuck, standing outside of what God is doing and come into what God is doing. The next thing he has for you, and this is an invitation for some of us to take our hearts that are maybe just not okay this morning. There's something weighing, there's something you're hoping for, there's something you're believing for, there's something that's wounded, that's been bumped up against that is maybe causing some pain or some sorrow and to bring it into the presence of God today and let his presence heal it. Calvary, would